0: And, you know, David and I are passionate about making your sex life the best it can be.
1: We sure are. And, you know, we love talking and learning about everything related to sex and sexuality, sexual health, and, of course, sexual pleasure.
0: We love diving deep into the naughty, the taboo, and the unknown. And we hope our discussions open up your dialogue about great sex, because great sex matters, and we all deserve it.
1: We sure do. So, do you ever wonder why you or your partner wakes up with, a, with morning wood every day and what it means when you don't? Are you looking for answers to your questions about healthy erections? Well, on today's show, we're going to talk about a specialized cock
0: ring that acts as a pressure monitor to measure the firmness and duration of your erections during sex and throughout the night. We dive deep into the science behind erectile fitness and how it's tied to the understanding of cardiac health and overall
1: fitness. Absolutely. So stick around. This is one of those great shows where we have tons and tons of great information. But as we do on every show, let me tell you about our top waterproof blanket because nobody wants to sleep in the wet spot and squirt is hot until it's not. Even if you're not a squirter and you're fed up with sleeping in that wet spot or having to change your sheets every time you have sex, then you need one of our top waterproof blankets. It's 100% waterproof and leakproof and it guarantees to keep your bed and mattress dry no matter how wet it gets.
0: It protects against messy massage oils, silicone lubes, and all other sexy wetness. And when you're done, you just throw it in the washer and dryer and it comes out looking like brand new. And remember, great sex is messy sex, so to keep your bed dry, simply go to Amazon and search for Top Waterproof Blanket. That's T-O-P, Waterproof Blanket, and order yours today. Great sex starts now.
1: It sure does, and so does today's show. You know we're Carol and David. This is a Sexy Lifestyle, and we are so excited to welcome today's special guest.
0: Dr. Elliot Justin is a founder and CEO of Firm Tech Inc, which is his latest venture promoting sexual wellness. Dr. Elliot is keenly interested in keeping men firm and fit for a lifetime.
1: Absolutely. So, Dr. Elliot, welcome to The Sexy Lifestyle and taking time out of your busy day for being here.
2: Thanks for the opportunity, Dave and Carol.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a whole lot of fun talking about this. I know you're a true inventor entrepreneur. Tell us a little bit about your projects, some of the other projects that you did before FirmTech.
2: Sure. Uh, well, I personally have started six companies. four for them. But I'll just focus on a couple of them because they relate to this field. And, they're act- and they might not have been successful, but they're really interesting. So years ago, I founded the second oldest telemedicine company in the United States called SwiftMD. Uh, that subsequently was sold. But associated with that, I found a company called Swift Vitals. And it basically was, try- was getting vital signs off the wrist using sensors to look at the radial artery and the, and the ulnar artery. And this was before the Apple Watch. Uh, it, was, it was simply too early. Um, but, it, but it got me interested in, in how and opened my eyes about how we can use sensors to evaluate pulse, uh, tissue oxygenation, glucose, uh, cardiac rhythm and various various other parameters, and uh, without my knowing it, it was preparing me for what for what we're, we're currently doing right now. A uh, particular interest of in this show was something that I would call that I call Project O. I'm certain your viewers and you can guess what the O stood for. Uh, back in 2015, after I'd sold a very successful emergency medicine company called Pegs Emergency Group, uh, I had bought a new horse and was. Uh, riding recklessly fast down a, a far trail that I'd never ridden down before nearby, here, well, if you're in Montana, place nearby in Paradise Valley. Well, some do-gooder had cut a tree that had fallen over over the uh, the trail so you could walk under it, but you couldn't ride a horse on, under it. Mm. Uh, and sometimes I have this illusion that I'm a centaur, <laughs> that I'm one with my horse. And I was in that kind of a mind state that was a beautiful sunny day and I was looking off to my right and too late, I saw this tree um, trunk that was Large, and it was kind of like jousting without body armor on, and I broke uh, six ribs and six vertebrae. And as I was lying on the ground, and actually, I'll share something important for all the all listeners here. In case they ever, if you ever think you've suffered a spinal cord injury, I call it the cock up sign. You can cock your big toe back. You can defecate, urinate, and fornicate the big three. Uh, so bear that in mind if you ever have an accident. Anyway, I was relieved that I could cock up my big toe. Uh, but I thought, what is going, what's gone on since I was in medical school to help men who've had spinal cord injuries recover their sexual function? Uh, and there were five papers in the medical literature, and by the way, we don't call literature for nothing because most of it is fiction, uh, but there are five papers in the medical literature from renowned urologists saying that they were able to produce erections in men with trauma or multiple sclerosis by stimulating the cavernous nerve. Everyone's favorite nerve that no one has heard about is nerve-responsible, involved in, in ejaculation. So I thought, let's place – they, they did this by placing an electrode by that nerve. So the paradigm for, for uh, neuromodulation is a cardiac pacemaker, which will keep pounding away even after you're dead. It doesn't care, care whether you're alive or dead, male or female, young or old, whether you're high on crack cocaine or whether you're just uh, – even meditating. It just keeps working. So if you can control human sexuality that way, it, it be, the implications would be profound for, you know, for human health. Uh, I tested it on two rams, male, male sheep. We called it RAM charging. And we got ejaculation, erection, ejaculation, but we also got defecation and urination. So it wasn't exactly bedroom friendly. Uh, my next thought was well, I got tested on myself. Uh, so I had a urology friend in his clinic implant an electrode by my cavernous nerve, and it didn't work. So I actually think that we actually don't know fully how erection and ejaculation occurs in men or, or, or women for that matter. We haven't really figured out the neurophysiology. And that was that was Project O, uh, and that led me to uh, the firm cap. Wow,
0: wow. But what made you get into the, the field of sexuality? Do you have an interest there?
2: Well, I've had interest since I was young. Uh, maybe Dave had had some experience, but my mother was so concerned about the frequency of my masturbation and concerned I wouldn't get into college <laughs> if I uh, continued to masturbate seven or eight times a day. Because after all, I, I thought at age 14, the only reason to stop is if you draw, if it's ejaculate blood. So uh, twice I was, one of thiro- I was taken by my mother to urologist to kind of address this problem, uh, and uh, <laughs> it was kind of amusing. Anyway, I've always been passionate about sex, and, I, and when I got to medical school, I was very interested in aphrodisiacs uh, and pretty much tried everything that's in the Index Medicus over the first two years of medical school, and uh, nothing worked, whether it was Yohimbe or weed or all these other things about which people think I, they benefit. I found them to be of, of no benefit whatsoever. So later on, I became an emergency medicine specialist. And you know, short of a heart attack or a stroke, there's no emergency that concerns a man more than uh, you know, a, a limp penis. I've also always been really interested in sex toys uh, and have, unfortunately, married to someone who's interested in sex toys, too, probably like you, Carol. And uh, so we try everything. Uh, we've never found a satisfactory man's sex toy. The, uh, the cock rings are uncomfortable. You can only wear them for 15 to 20 minutes. They're made of hard silicone. I don't like them. She doesn't like them. We always throw them out, but I'm, but I'm aware of them. So uh, three years ago, a urologist at the University of Utah challenged me to come up with a cock ring that I could count nocturnal erections. Well, that was really interesting to me because I was unaware that, you know, there's, that, yeah, everyone knows about morning wood and we all poke our partner's but I was unaware of the, of the medical significance of, 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 uh, of Morning Wood. So I kind of feel like I was at the right person, the right place at the right time. Because of my interest in sex, because of my knowledge about sex toys, which most urologists don't have, urologists don't recommend cock rings regularly, and, and they should. Uh, and this challenge, I had to basically reinvent the cock ring, and I had to come up with a way of embedding sensors. My thought was to embed smart sensors into a into a, into a into a cock ring. So we'd have you know a smart cock ring. Our first came tech, now comes sex tech, and what tech do men care more about than the tech they can put on down cool. there. Cool, cool, Absolutely. Cool, cool, cool.
1: All right. So we're gonna get into uh the cock ring and all the technology a little bit later in the show, but let's let's go sure. all the way back and talk about a guy's erection, okay, a hard cock. Let's just go to the basics. So, how do erections happen, and what keeps a penis hard?
2: Well, uh, you know, erections can occur spontaneously, especially especially in younger men. Uh, but that that tends to fade, and we're just really well I don't know about you, Dave, but I don't, I don't get erections anymore just by holding hands. It'd be nice if it happened, uh, but uh, you know, th- they don't anymore. So, erections are, are a combination of uh, basically a, a nerve, uh, usually with stimulation could be visual or, or, or physical stimulation um, our blood vessels dilate the penis allowing blood into the penis that's on the arterial side and they constrict on the venous side holding the, holding the blood into the penis and that's that's how and you know that's the you know the, the most simple way how, how erections occur
1: and what keeps the penis hard
2: what keeps the penis hard is the constriction of the smooth muscle on the venous side on, you know on the venous return uh, and that is subject to to weakness by you know, very, you know many factors. Those factors can be anxiety. If it could be alcohol, or, dr- or drug related, they could be medication related. Uh, they could people can be born with congenital defects called venous leak syndrome that can weaken weaken those muscles. But the reality is those muscles weaken in all of us. We all, as we age, men that is, get ven- get uh, venous leak syndrome. I call it the fading erection. Mm. The most common male problem is not the if they can't get an erection, those guys are really in trouble, but they get an erection partial or complete, and they and, and they lose it, mm-hmm. and they need help holding it in place.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, is that what we call erectile dysfunction?
2: That's one aspect of erectile dysfunction. So, erectile dysfunction is the inability to get an erection, could be complete or partial, and the inability to sustain an erection for one's satisfaction or the satisfaction of one's partner, and that can be multifactorial.
0: So even if it's something like distraction and you lose your erection just with mere distraction and it's not drug-related or anything, is that considered erectile dysfunction if you can't hold it with, a, with an easy distraction?
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is.
0: And, and it's normal then to, that erections may fade or decline as we age?
2: Yes, it is. And and normally not discussed enough. Enough.
0: Yeah, exactly. So we need to normalize it.
2: There's a a big shame factor. Yeah. We
0: need to normalize it and talk about it a little bit more so we don't feel that uh, there's something wrong with us.
2: Yes. And frankly, doctors are assholes about this. Mm -hmm. Uh, We don't ask, inquire, ask people about their sexual health. I mean, it's not, it should be, you know, doctors learn how to take a sexual history in medical school and they stop doing it. They stopped doing it because it's embarrassing. They stopped doing it because not necessarily going to be money in it for them or, or, or you know, it's, not, it's not a checklist of questions that they're supposed to ask. But the end result is sort of a, a shame or an embarrassment between the doctor and, and their, their patients about discussing sexual issues. And back in 2005, I said, you know what, I'm going to start asking. And every, almost everyone wants to talk about it. And if they don't want to talk about it, their partners want to tell you about the, about, about the problem.
0: Right, right, exactly. But especially when there's a problem that can be fixed, like ED, there's lots of remedies that can help, correct? So it's best to talk about those things that you can actually do something about.
2: Yes, without a doubt.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And what a lot of people and guys fail to realize is, um, you know, the, the, the strength of your erection, the longness that you stay hard um, is very similar to testosterone is that basically when you come out of your late 20s, early 30s it, it's normal for it to go down in a man
2: yes uh, the refractory period gets longer with every year now, refractory period by that I mean the time the time between men, a man can not just only get an erection but can, but can ejaculate
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now how or can you explain how erectile health is connected with cardiac health
2: yeah, that, uh, you know, um, uh, when this doctor Hotelling, telling, especially at the University of Utah, challenged me to come up with a way of counting nocturnal erections, I, like probably 99% of doctors and, and almost all people, didn't understand that a, a, a man should have three to five erections per night while he's sleeping. And if that number goes down, it's a leading indicator of a man's cardiovascular or cardiometabolic health. So what do I mean by that? A leading indicator is not an association. It's an indicator that's a silent indicator. So before a man has a heart attack or a stroke or develops significant atherosclerosis or develops clinically significant diabetes, it's far more likely than not that the number of nocturnal erections will go down and their duration will decrease. Being able to measure that would be great.
0: So very often, David has erections throughout the day. When he's not being stimulated sexually,
1: he just sits while he's driving or sitting while we're watching TV. But it's always when I'm next to you, you're so well, beautiful. Well, no, you say that, but that's not the I'm case. I'm thinking about what we're going to do later no, on that no, evening. No, no, you no, You could be
0: having a conversation with, and a, a, a huge erection comes. So do you have these kind of spontaneous erections throughout the evening and throughout the day? I mean, throughout the night and throughout the day? I
2: I, I think that Dave is an outlier and I, I now understand why your marriage is so <laughs> successful. No, they, I, it's really unusual I, I, and I've almost never hear that from a man David's age, uh, with, with who who gets erections without with gets an erection without stimulation.
0: Hmm. I wonder where his brains at when we're having a conversation. Then. <laughs> yay,
2: yay me! Yay me!
0: <laughs> well, the other question I yes. had for you is, what is the function of a nocturnal erection? Why do men have them throughout the night?
2: Well, that's that's a good question because we don't know. I mean, there's, there's speculation, and the, and the speculation is that uh, this is an organ that uh, requires blood, periodic blood flow in order to sustain it. So, and it's not an organ that the body prioritizes. So just the way uh, your toes might be cold, your penis is cold. Uh, and so at night, the body is, is rep- replenishing the blood supply and the, the vitality of the organ. That's the speculation. Now, what's interesting is that every episode of rapid eye movement sleep well, most episodes of Rapid Eye Movement, are accompanied by an erections. So uh, people want to, you know. So is there is there something about the dream state that's disinhibiting the nervous system, uh, so that, that people get, you know, you know people people are are aroused. By the way, women have nocturnal clear erections as well too.
0: Mm, yeah, you were saying that. That's very interesting. I didn't even know that.
1: Cool. So I'm going to go sideways for a second. And obviously, you've done okay. a lot of research. A lot of uh, in-depth studies on uh, the male anatomy, the penis, the balls, and all that stuff. But for everybody out there, does size matter?
2: Well, that's a great question. Uh, and there's obviously, I think there's, a, there's there's an aesthetic issue, especially for women, and it's a confidence ish, ish, issue for men. But does it matter functionally? No, a small penis could work as well as a big penis. A lot of big penises actually find it hard to get uh, uh, you know a, a high erection. Um, you know the length and depth of of the of the vagina, uh, length and depth of it, the average length and depth of the vagina, is three quarters of an inch to an inch deeper than the average length of the penis. So, you know they're outliers, obviously, but, but you know, average people uh, meant to mate with average people, you know, you, you know comfortably. Uh, I think that for the man, uh, and David, I curious what what you think, but for the man, I don't think that unless you're with the young women. Um, I don't think that that more girth would make any difference or length would make a difference in, in terms of the man's pleasure. Uh, I think that people, uh, because I think a ring can make a man harder. I mean, a ring can, can add girth because beyond, uh, what men can achieve with vaginal oral manual stimulation, there's, there's cock ring hard. We'll talk more about that later on. I mean, with, with, with the rings that we manufacture, my girth increases by four to five millimeters. Now no one's gonna walk by and say, oh, porn star. But that means that my penis now holds holding the max amount of blood and that will maximize my pleasure. But in terms of the, the size making a difference, um, I think it's more for psychological for people. I, I, let me share an anecdote. Uh, my, my daughter was a junior in college. She had, excuse me, in 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 high school here in Bozeman, Montana. She had seven or eight girls over for a party. And I overheard the girls talking about how, gee, the boys at Bozeman High School really have small penises. And I said, you guys must be watching porn because I'm sure the boys at Bozeman high school have average sized penises. Uh, and I pointed out to them uh, that, Hey, and I bet the boys at Bozeman high school think you girls are all flat chested. And so I think, I think that porn is for both sexes has created uh, unrealistic expectations. And is, is that dangerous? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, so there's, there's a lot of buzz online about how in, in web dating women wants guys who's six, 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 you know, who's got who makes who's six feet tall, has six inches, and, you know, makes six figures. Mm. Um, whereas the average guy is uh, going to be five and a half. Because, I don't know it's, it's uh, I, certainly, I'll, you know, it's interesting. It's, uh, you know, it's, again, uh, from a functional perspective and pleasure perspective, I, don't, I, don't, I think uh, if you're not the extremes, it doesn't make a difference. People the extremes, obviously. And have issues
0: now when in terms of ed uh if you have issues with your penis you're saying that most likely if you're larger you might have more issues getting a, a hard erection and sustaining it than if you were a small uh penis
2: well men, men in the 95th percentile or better report well it's been uh, re- report that their erections don't um get probably as vertical as as Dave's do
1: there you go i just For example. I, I just want to say we're swingers We've been with hundreds of different couples. I've been with hundreds of different women. And for our listeners, they all know that I have an AWC, an average white cock. And I don't think <laughs> I have had anybody say, sorry, you're too small. Right. I've had a lot of women say, you know what? That's just the right size. There you go. So with that. Well,
2: it's, what's interesting is that years later, especially after, my, my, when my daughter was out in the business world, she had a dinner prior her house. We had six friends over, and they all said they they'd gone through a big cock. Being fascinated by big cock phases, a big cock when in college, and they were beyond it. Eight nine inches was too much. Yeah. So <laughs> I think this confirms what, what David just said.
0: I would say that yeah, check it off your list, no problem. But yeah, it's not it's not going to be your favorite thing to do. But yeah, anyways, it's uh, of course if that's your loved one, you have to learn how to live with it because uh, it's a lot it's a lot of work dealing with a great big giant cock.
1: And and you know what. Carol always says that my cock is perfect for her. So, you know, when she gives me a blowjob, you know, it doesn't go like into her esophagus. When I fuck her, it doesn't go into her esophagus. Right. <laughs> so, you know, and, you know, you I like putting her legs behind her shoulders and getting deep. And sometimes she has to hold me a little bit. She goes, that's a little too deep. But you know what? We have absolutely great sex because my cock, her pussy, her mouth all match up perfectly and that's what's important there you go
2: couldn't agree more maybe maybe you should be cloned david your your genetic material (laughs) should be preserved and cloned you want
1: to ask carol (laughs) her opinion of that
0: no we only want one david (laughs) in this life we don't want any more than one he's enough already (laughs) Well, let's get into cock rings because that's uh, virtually what we're going to be talking about. Let's just talk about regular cock rings. You mentioned already that you didn't like them when you first started using them. Tell us about cock rings. It's not something that we're very um, experienced with. So let's hear about your experiences with regular cock rings and then we'll get into the ones special that you made for your your product.
2: Well, I I don't want to focus on the the more fetish-focused ones, which are made out of metal, wood. Leather, by the way, leather is a disaster because leather gets wet, it shrinks. Mm. Uh, you know, as an emergency physician, I've had to cut metal rings off of men and and saw wooden rings off of men. Wow. Uh, and you know, I think that they might suit people's fantasies. I'm I'm, I'm 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 enthusiastic about role play, but people need to bear in mind if they're going to use those products. You want you want you want to be able to slip, you, you want to be certain that they might be a little bit a little bit larger than you think because you're going to want to be able to you know to you know to get them off. You know, easily. They have to have a climax. Otherwise, you can end up priapism. and the priapism. Uh, you could end up with a non-functioning penis mm. after the condition is treated. So, uh, most cock rings for the last 150 years of mass manufacture of hard silicone. They're a ring. Uh, yeah. They're they're really simple. Uh, and a man, you have to have an erection. With the exception of the lasso, you have to have an erection before you put it on because it blocks the arterial flow. So you, the blood needs to get in first, uh, and they can only wear on them 15 or 20 minutes because they cut off the circulation. It's like choke chokehold on the penis. They're uncomfortable, uh, and you and it's just they're annoying. You got to pull this rubber thing out with your fingers, put it over your penis, pinches when it's on, uh, and uh, you know we've tried all the leading brands. I don't don't want this a bunch of companies. We tried my wife and I tried all the leading brands. Used them once or twice them. she doesn't like them either because to rub a clitoris against silicone is uncomfortable as well too silicone is, unco- is an uncomfortable fabric uh women know more about this than men do because women wear bras and women don't put on bras over their head they open and close the hook and that's actually inspired the form of our unique device and we patented it so when this doctor Hotelling told me i want to count the number of nocturnal erections overnight i realized i had to change the cock ring material has to have something that could be worn for hours and worn comfortably. Something that wouldn't block the arterial flow in, but only constrain the venous return, so it would it would allow erections. Uh, and I also want, while I was working on that, want to make a cock ring that would actually make the male orgasm better. So I, my wife had a stress ball on her desk made out of elastomer. I said, Oh, duh, we got to make the cock ring out of something. I don't know elastomer, permanent stress ball, but not as hard as hard silicone. And then. I saw my wife's, I was scratching my wife's bra, you know, scratching my back after taken off her bra, that's kind of standard foreplay at our house at night, I don't know about you guys, uh, I suspect it's foreplay around in a lot of houses though, and my wife is always complaining about her back it, it, it getting itchy, so I was scratching her back, I looked on the floor and I saw the hook of her bra, I like, duh, let's make a cock ring that opens and closes with a hook, then it'll be easy on, easy off, make it out of, out of elastomer, so it's soft and comfortable, it'll be for hours. I want a cock ring that a man who, I mean, Dave and I are relatively lean. I look down, and I can see dick. Most men my age look down, and they see belly. I want a cock ring that a man who is overweight, diabetic, hypertensive, anxious about having sex, taking a depressant, two puffs of pot, two shots of bourbon, didn't get up the last time. Now he's got a spot, he's got to look, instead of looking for this hard silicone ring, he's got something that's easy on, he can wrap it on e- easily uh, in the in the dark it's a, uh, and, uh, and be comfortable. So, I also we also tested five different degrees of softness of the lacter. I want to put pressure over the urethra. I don't want to choke off the, the, the ejaculation. I want my goal was to make it prolonged by at least fifty percent. So my ejaculation with our device goes from uh, four seconds, four plus seconds, to uh, six to seven seconds. I've hit as much as eight seconds. Well, the longer the ejaculation, the more powerful, the more powerful the orgasm for a man. It's not as good as a vibrator for women. But it's better, and there are a lot of things for a lot of things for men that are going to make things better. I mean, with uh, with our max PR that we're actually launching today, today, which I think we've sent to you guys, I actually get sensations uh in of uh, radiation of pleasure pleasure ple- 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 sensations to uh to my hips and to my into my lower back But I haven't really ex- I've experienced it with the performance ring, but the performance ring has to be cinched a little bit tighter in order to achieve what the max PR does. Yeah, uh, you know, does naturally. So that's been a that's been so that's that's so I think we've fixed the cock ring problem. Hmm.
1: One of the issues that Carol and I have had, she said earlier, that we don't use cock rings often is they just hurt her. Well,
0: they do, like you said, with the um, the clitoris rubbing on the silicone, but often also we've tried those that bone. have little vi- vibrations, yeah, uh, the vibrators the little in them, them. a yeah. bullet or something, which I don't find comfortable. And it's just the way I'm built. It doesn't, it just doesn't fit me, even though I've tried a few also.
1: And then there was two that we couldn't even figure out how to put on. It, it was so anticlimactic trying to figure out how to put it on that there was no erection and it didn't work without an erection. So so
0: we're looking forward to trying <laughs> yes. your new product, Absolutely. Um, the the ring that gives yeah, the, I, I, the pleasure. Well, I wanna-
2: you know, I mean, their position, my, you know, my wife is, Annie's 69 and their positions for her that simply we don't do anymore. And we, well, we're not good with, with, with cock rings, but my wife does not, does not enjoy being on top, rubbing clitoris on, on pupil anymore. It's just uncomfortable for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, you know, it, I mean, the idea turns around, but it's uncomfortable for her. So with our ring, and by the way, we are coming out with vibrator attachment. That's the right um, anatomical locate, location for everybody. With our ring, you guys, I'm showing to you, but you know, the, the box is real, is, is, is a little big, it's covered soft elastomer, a little bit of lube on that. She gives us something to that, you can, you know, that she can work with to her pleasure. So, we actually start having sex again with, with my wife on top, which is great. It, you will get it kind of falling out, you know, it, it, it just didn't work for her, and now it works for her again.
1: So, I guess we have to tell everyone listening is that, um, this the show we're doing today with, with Dr. Justin is, um, episode one of a couple that we're going to do together because we just received his products yesterday and we're going to try them over the next little while. We're going to Hedo. Everybody knows we go to Hedo. We're going to spend some time in Florida. We're going on the Bliss Cruise and we're going to try them in all different uh, environments. Uh, We're going to give some to some friends, get some testimonials and come back with Uh, Dr. Justin, probably in December and do a recap of how I enjoyed them, how other people enjoyed them. And then we'll talk more about um, how we can use them better.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's the product that you made for better sex, for better performance. But just tell us a little bit about what are the benefits in general about having a cock ring while you're having sex?
2: Well, by holding blood in the penis, the more blood is held in the penis, the more, the more pleasurable the erection is for the for the, for the man and the longer the, and, the, and men can also get, get the ability to have a longer lasting erection, which can be more pleasurable for their partner. We also, with our ring put the pressure on the urethra in order to increase the, ej- the ejaculation. But there's another sort of benefit. This, this is one of the ways in which it's changed my, it's changed our sex life. My wife and I pretty much have sex most, I mean, it, it, six out of seven days, days, days of the week. Um, but there were certain positions that we stopped having sex in because of me, either wh- whether it was I was bored, or whether uh, I had Venus, you know, genitourinary syndrome, consistent with my age, or the fact that my wife has an older woman's body. I mean, she's had she's had three babies, um, so having you know, what does my wife like about the ring so much? I stay hard. If I take to Dallafil plus the ring, I stay hard for six to eight minutes after i've had an orgasm now the male mindset is come and done hey i've had an orgasm uh who's texting while, I'm, while i've been screwing or uh, let's get a, i need a drink or let's you know let's do something else basically but if i still have an erection and i don't need an erection my age to, to satisfy her but if i still have an erection i'm still engaged romantically i'm there we're talking we're in bed maybe my maybe my cock is still inside of her, or maybe it's not just she's got, she's got her hand on it but the romantic, the experience is, is, is prolonged and that's a that's a that, that's a huge difference. Plus, um, if I'm not losing my erection, positions like the missionary position or or uh, the Amazon position, they now work for us. Whereas previously I would I would just lose my erection. Another, another or another example, which I'm certain you guys can relate to, is uh, my wife after she has an orgasm really likes me to have sex with her from behind. Mm-hmm. I'm utterly bored by that. You know, you know, I, you know, we're married 35 years. I'm looking, i you know, I just it's boring to me. Uh, I, uh, and, and, but if I if I now have an erection, a totally different mindset. It's like, hey, I a, a guy with an erection. Sure, you want to do this? That's you know, that's fine. Uh, another benefit I think for, for, for couples is you know men are often surprised that women can start talking about other things even when they're really turned on, uh, like. My, you know, this couple weeks ago, my wife from the middle of sex wants to start to rearrange the bookshelves in her bedroom and the artwork because she has, <laughs> she's, she's, lying on her back. She's like, got this idea. But, uh, you know, ordinarily for me, uh, be, uh, that would have been a what the fuck moment. I, you know, I can lose my, te- you know, I can lose my male tempers. It's like, why are you talking about this right now? You're killing my, you're killing my erection. Uh, or, uh, whereas with this, with a ring on, it's like, ah, oh, I'm a guy with an erection. You want to, you want to talk about this for, f- for a few minutes right now? Sure. Totally fine with it. Uh, and that's, so it's for, in terms of how we make love, the quality of our love making, it's, it's really been a dramatic, you know, difference. I can even be asked to get out of bed and do something, come back with an erection. Hey, I'd like a, you know, like a tequila right now. Well, sure. Why not? I'm a guy with an erection. Whereas, you know, before I came up with this two years ago, uh, and my shame, I would be hey, what the fuck? You Can't you hold that thought to yourself or, you know, you know,
0: a few more so, minutes.
2: I think, mean, yeah. Right. So it's really been having having a comfortable cock ring has really been a game changer. And most cock rings, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make an exception here for the lasso, which I think is a decent cock ring. If it's made, if it's if it's with a lasso, uh, most cock rings are just uncomfortable. You know, if if you got to pull out and do something else. Yeah, you're burning up the fifteen or twenty minutes
1: that we you can wear. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool, cool. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back with Doctor Justin, we're going to talk a little bit about um, what we can learn from measuring the frequency and firmness uh, and duration of erections, and a lot into other things um, when we get into our great sex matters segment.
0: So coming up next is our favorite segment, Great Sex Matters, so don't go away. But right now, let's just tell everybody about topless travel and the amazing trips that we have planned for next year.
1: Absolutely. And you know, topless travel offers the sexiest and most erotic vacation experiences ever from Hedonism 2 in Jamaica, Desire in Cancun, and all the Bliss Cruise adventures. Topless travel needs to be your number one choice.
0: Yeah, and of course, their trips are all about pushing boundaries and exploring your naughty side. And their exclusive sexy host couples like Jessica and Justin, and party mark are always there to ensure that you have well a hell of a sexy vacation
1: yep and you know you'll find us on lots of the topless travel trips listen up we're going to be back at hito 2 for their swinging for newbies event april 6th to 14th 2024 and listen to this topless travel has put together a bucket list trip where we are going to be exploring the ancient pyramids of egypt followed by a seven-day riverboat cruise down the nile we're going there from March second to 13th 2024 this is a a once-in-a-lifetime adventure experiencing history with lots of sexy open-minded fun friends Book
0: now before it's too late. For more information about all their trips, visit toplesstravel.com to book the sexiest and most erotic vacation ever. And as a quick reminder, if you're looking for an open-minded online community to find compatible people and events in your area, go to sdc.com and use promo code 30314 for your first month free. That's sdc.com and promo code 30314.
1: Alrighty. This is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David. And now let's get back to our show because it's time for our favorite part where we get to talk about great sex because...
0: Well, great sex matters and we all deserve it. So now we're going to get into how erections can be monitored um, for better sex. And we're going to talk about this device, which is an add-on to the cock ring that... uh, Dr. Justin has made, uh, where it can monitor and measure the frequency, firmness, and duration of the erections. Why don't you tell us all about that device?
2: Sure. That device is called the TechRate. And the tech that matters most, for most people, is going to be the tech that's, that's down there. So in this age of healthcare wearables, there's this enormous gap, which is sex there are wearables for for calories for ketones for sugar for for weight uh, cardiac rhythm tissue ox- pulse ox- pulse oxidation but there are no wearables for sex until we came along with with a tech ring um, this device is potentially life-saving it certainly is can improve the quality of people's lives we all want to uh, to keep our if we like our sexuality keep it where it is uh, if we have a problem we want to figure out how to do that and you can't you can't figure out what we can do to make it better and you can't do that without data so people don't know about this so we you know what before there was a blood pressure cuff what was blood pressure it was a doctor putting his hand in your pulse saying oh it's strong it's weak before there was uh, electrocardiogram what was cardiology it was someone listening with a stethoscope saying hey Dave you sound good <laughs> what <laughs> you know it's all in your head your problem's all in your head so with, with technology we now can actually um, measure the impact of Diseases, diabetes, atherosclerosis, uh, hypertension, upon someone's sexual health. We can measure the impact of medications with, uh, and hydrate those doses so we can still maintain a sexual performance. So the big cock killers are the antidepressants, uh, and the, especially the SSR antidepressants, and the um, and, and the hypertensive medications. You can measure the impact of diet, exercise, supplements on someone's sexual health. So, you know, E D at age fifty involves fifty percent of the of men. At my age, it's seventy percent. It's an enormous amount of men who have these problems. Everyone hopes to do better. But where there are hopes, there are dopes and there's there's a multi you know feeding things to men with promises and making things better is a multi, multi billion a year industry. With data, people can actually assess what works for them and what doesn't work for them.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I think this is the kind of thing that if everybody had a Fitbit to wrap around their cock, they would do it. And now that you've come out with it, we just need to tell everybody about it, right? This could be a lifesaver, but also a marriage saver and a, a social saver, sanity, sanity saver. It could be it could do yeah. really a lot of benefit, health wise, mentally health and mental health wise, all sorts of stuff.
2: Well, uh, Doctor. Uh- Mohit, at, at Bailey University, they have their department of andrology, calls it a dick bit. <laughs> dick uh, I like it. Love <laughs> it. Yeah, so it, it's it's our, it's our hope that people will develop a positive relationship with this, I call it underwearable. He, we know that people with digital scales, people with smart rings, smart watches, they will start to track their data will be more aware of what's going on with them. And people, we hope that people will use this device similarly. Also, we're confident that the data that we're providing which is the number of nocturnal erections and duration and firmness of all erections, and, and we have an erectile fitness score. That we on the people get the app in the Google Store and the Apple Play Store as Frontech. We can provide we can send send you notifications. Uh, you're, hey, Elliot, you you were averaging five nocturnal erections, and now you're only having one. Why, why don't you give us another four readings at the prompt? If you you see a doctor, or hey, Elliot, uh, the duration of your erections has increased. Way to go! What's if done, are you Are doing anything different? Hey David, uh, you, not you're wearing this ring all day. We've noticed that you're actually gone from baseline twenty erections during the day <laughs> to thirty-five <laughs> erections during the day. Um, you might want to think about what's going. on. anyway, you get the point. Yeah. You get, on both the positive and negative side, people can 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 um, be encouraged to you know to better to better behave to better behaviors. So the day that we're providing, I'm confident, will become the standard of care. I'm confident that for men over the age of forty-five or fifty, going forward. Uh, three, year, three or four years now, especially with the research papers that are going to be published this winter, that if people like Dave or I, he's a younger man than me, but if I went to a doctor and the doctor didn't ask me an annual physical, what's your what's your erectile fitness score? They would be remiss. Just the way if I went to a doctor and they didn't get an electrocardiogram, or or draw baseline cholesterol blood, or draw, you know get a, take a blood pressure, I would think what is this 1880. Mm-hmm. So this we are establishing a new standard of care. Uh, that hopefully will lead to people taking better care of themselves and enjoying a longer lifetime of lovemaking. So
0: just to explain to everybody about your cock ring and how it's adapted, what is it that's doing these testings uh, if they wear
2: it? So we've embedded a pressure sensor and a strain gauge into the the cock ring. So as the penis increases in girth, and we're we're measuring the hardness of the penis. We're not measuring the length. Um, We don't think that's – we could. We don't think that's that important. Uh, we met, we measure the hardness of the penis. So as the penis gets harder, the sensors fire, uh, and and we also count how long for how long the penis is is, is hard. So we count the duration of the erections as well too. So uh, you know a man utilizing this device can establish a baseline for himself, just the way a man would get should know his baseline blood pressure. A man should know his baseline electrocardiogram. A ma- man should know his baseline. Lipid profile is baseline hemoglobin. We are establishing those baselines, and men can, th- th- can then see, address, see deviations and try to figure out what's, what's causing those deviations. And this device can be used in privacy at home without a prescription because men, especially more than women, don't like other doctors, don't trust doctors. Actually, there are many reasons not to trust doctors. So uh, I personally have used this device um, to, to monitor medications I'm taking I've used this device to um, uh, change my dose of blood pressure medication. I've used this device to determine what's the optimal uh, dose of th- Um Because I don't, you know, it, there's a threshold below which I'll, it has no impact. Mm-hmm. And then there's too much. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I, with this device, I can actually say, gee, just how many, you know, hey, it's my anniversary. Uh, I know this is a point with alcohol where I can... St- It'll get hard, but I can't ejaculate, and then nothing's going to happen. So we're actually going to—we're talking about bringing out an app a year from now that will send an alert to you, Carol, on from David's ring that would say, you know, based on David's David's data, Carol, you guys want to have sex tonight? It's time for to stop drinking. Or hey, Elliot, uh, if you want to have sex tonight, just two puffs of marijuana. If you have four <laughs> or five, it ain't going to happen. So there's there's, there's a I, I, yeah, you know, I'm picking on you and I as hypotheticals, but there's an enormous potential for people to improve their lives.
0: Yeah, and modify some of the things that are definitely affecting their sex lives. What they don't even realize that glass of wine should be zero, not just one or two, for some people. Right. Yeah, which, and they for some might people. For some people. Yeah, for some people. Now, I just hey, wanted to I, make it clear I, 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 that I, it's it's comfortable to wear this device overnight, right? Do you notice that it's even there?
2: Uh, you know, the first one or two times I do, I'm, not, I'm actually someone who takes off his wristwatch mm-hmm. and wedding band before I go to bed. Uh, women don't have, I think, it's less of an issue wearing things overnight. Women commonly wear um, lingerie or pajamas overnight. A lot of men don't. A lot of men sleep naked. So we have, I would say, maybe 5% of the men, 6% of the men, probably 5% of ten who use our device, the first night or two say, gee, I'm really aware of it. If you really, then, you know, but but I don't. I often now get up, I t- take a piss in the morning and then look down, oh, the ring is on. Uh, uh, so yeah. I just, I don't, I'm not I even aware of it. But, so it does, it does take a little bit of getting used to. Some, the ring also, um, put, I believe, prolongs normal nocturnal erections because it's holding the blood in place. Mm-hmm. Uh, the positive benefit of that is my wife and I now start to actually have some have sex in the middle of the night. <laughs> um, that wow. hasn't happened in decades.
0: You're scaring me, yeah, Dr. You Elliot. Out. You're scaring me. Why I'm not Carol? sure. <laughs> Why is he scaring you, Carol? I don't like to be interrupted in the <laughs> night when I'm sleeping. I need my sleep. <laughs> That's fun.
2: Uh, yeah. Well, I, Annie feels the same way, too, but it's been fun for me. We can uh, We have... Can um, what? We can evolve.
0: We can evolve. I see. Yes, of course we can evolve. I'm not sure I want we
2: to. Have, we have We have like millennial age people are saying it's actually good because... The the woman trying to get pregnant, and the guy is just too stressed out from work to have sex. But he gets an erection in the, middle of the night, wow. and she feels it because of the ring. Uh, what uh, sometimes at night, you know, when you get an erection, you have to take a piss. And sometimes, you know, and sometimes you what you want you'll 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 want to loosen the ring just to to make it easier to, 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 to pee. And then you just hook the ring back on back on again and yeah. keeps on recording the data. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's cool. Now let's talk a little bit about erections. I know we talked about wearing the cock ring to make uh, make enhance erections, but some people are using Viagra and Cialis without cock rings. Can you explain how those things work when you don't have a cock ring? What do they actually do?
2: Sure. Um, well, they inhibit an enzyme called PDE5. Um, by inhibiting that enzyme, they prolong the flow of blood into the penis.
0: Into the so penis. they
2: increase the blood flow into the penis. Okay. Uh, they also they, they somewhat restrain the the return of blood out of the penis. Not by by making this, the, the smooth muscle constrict, but the but the pressure of the blood in, in, of the erection expanding puts pressure on the veins and makes and makes them collapse. Uh, the, the the medications though are, le- are most effective in men that don't need them. And they have become recreational drugs. And, estimated in the United States, that fifty percent of the, dro- the PD five medications are taken are taken by men looking to party. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I, I prescri- or who don't really need them. So, I I, I prescribe PD five medications maybe fifteen times a year, and it falls into two categories. One are men David's age who are going to hedonism, or they're going to, or they're going out with they they're divorced or widowed, and they're going out with someone who's 20, 25 years younger, and they say they need them, and I give it to them, but I tell these guys, don't. Ex- if you're an older guy, you might lose your erection the first time sleep someone. And if there's someone who cares about you, they're not going to care. It's just a truck issue. And you just if, um, and most of these guys who I prescribe it to in the older age category, some are rather a month later, don't need it anymore. But well, they never really need it. They need it for, they need it for confidence. Uh, and I, I've had guys tell me that just having the pills with them on the night table or, you know, makes them makes it make their, their their erectile their ED you know you know, you know vanish. Because, and I get that. We were also susceptible, you know, to placebo effects. The other group that I prescribe it to, to uh, are guys my son's age, guys in the late twenties early thirties, and they know. And I, I this is my experience as well too that I can drink more if I take the mm-hmm. I can have another one or two cocktails, and uh, it's still SX. Mm-hmm. Uh And but the problem with those medications and I, and they, is, is that in men who have significant vascular problems getting blood into the penis because of hardening of small blood vessels in small arteries called arteriolosclerosis, um, these men, they don't dilate as easily because their, their vessels are stiff. So the medications are actually least effective in men with significant diabetes and hypertension. Hence, they, they, they take larger doses. And Even then, they don't necessarily work that well. And what the doctors recommend is, oh, you now maybe need an implant or try a vacuum device. Well, the problem with vacuum devices they were called co- to really work is that um, they're uncomfortable, they w- and you have to get snap a ring on afterwards. And the rings that come with the vacuum device are not ours; so these hard to look on rings are uncomfortable. They pinch, uh, and and it's also and they're weird to use. I mean, I think I think they work, uh, and I uh, and, you know I play around with them a little bit, but they work. But they don't; they're not particularly effective, and why get an implant? I mean, we, we had one of our doctors on our advisory board, which was using our test device, discovered the two men who she was going to do an implant on because they had disease, uh, actually had erections at night. So they, their issue was really a psychological one with their partners. It was not, you know, disease. So there were those two men who were spared getting a getting an implant, having a dick that can get hard, but you don't fucking feel anything after, after surgery. Wow. So. In my personal experience, and we've conducted a study on six men internally, combination therapy, so to speak, a a ring and tadalafil, that's a game changer. So if I do nothing, I lose my – after I have an orgasm, we're measuring time to lose an erection because the more blood is held in the penis, the longer it takes to get out of the penis and go down. And our ring is a mechanical solution. our ring. The, the, the PD-5 medications, sinus, they put blood in the penis. Our ring holds the blood in the penis. I take, uh, without anything, I'd be curious about what your, what your data is, Dave. I go down you know, 30, 40 seconds. Uh, with uh, Tadalafil, it's about two and a half to three minutes. That's 10, 10 milligrams every other day. Uh, with, uh, with, with, with the ring, it's about, again, about another minute. Both, both combined, I've been hard for as long as eight, 10 minutes afterwards, usually about six, seven minutes. Well, that's, it's so obvious to my mind that what doctors should be recommending to men, not just men with ED, but men who want to last, have a, have a more powerful experience with themselves and their partners, a ring plus the Galafil is the way to go. Mm.
0: Hmm, that's very cool i mean david uses both cialis and viagra depending on the situation and um where we are where we are or not right exactly um so we've never used a cock ring in that way too so i'm interested to see how his well uh, i think what
1: we're going to do is we're going to have sex with just the cock ring and no viagra okay see what happens and then do viagra or cialis and the cock ring and see what the difference is
0: well that's the whole testing that's the whole reason that you're right. doing these things to get some data to I find love out being a guinea pig yeah, yeah. okay well i well, think you that's wanna, cool
2: you, you want to have you know getting an erection there are a lot of variables solo partner porn um etc it's get, it's losing the erection with no stimulation so really you going to do this it's okay if carol looks but no touching carol.
1: <laughs> yes i get it just
2: just be certain that you get to hit that button on on the on your phone and get, get <laughs> to get <spend> to time.
1: <laughs> and, and does does the the ring um, make coming easier?
2: That's an interesting question. Uh, no, the ring the ring will somewhat delay ejaculation. It's, it's my personal experience and other of our users have reported is that having the ring on makes it easy to control ejaculation. So although I don't have premature ejaculation. But we have people who are using our ring for premature ejaculation mm-hmm. uh, because the ring is a little bit of, of an obstacle to ejaculation. So there's this sensitiv- sensitization that like I come now or not come now, as opposed to oh I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna you know I'm just gonna come. Uh, I don't have any data about that. I just have you know people you know anecdotes add, add from people.
1: So we're gonna try something. The because, other van- because lately, I guess in the last year or so, um, when we have good long sex I get overheated and when I get overheated I can't come and and it and it's like I went over the threshold and now I'm trying too hard I'm still rock hard because I've taken Cialis or Viagra and the erections there I'm pleasuring Carol but that sensation to come isn't there and then I get hotter and hotter and sweating and I start dripping on her face and we lose the moment and we have to stop so you know I, I don't personally want my ejaculation to last longer, I just want it to feel maybe a little better, or Carol loves feeling the sensation of me coming inside her pussy or inside her mouth, and that, if it lasted longer, would be a definite plus.
2: Well, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about personal experience here because I, I don't have a lot of data, uh, but like you, I've played around with these things. I think that uh, part of the issue with, with uh, not being able to come is dose-related. So, you know, I find that a, lot, a high dose of Viagra or Cialis makes it hard for me to come if I'm having sex for a long period of time. I'll share with you, share with you an anecdote, and that, and that might be the case. So if I cut back to 5 milligrams of Dallafil, it, it maybe 10 every day or or 5, you know, maybe a few hours before having sex, I find that's less of an issue. Also, I think it's important to, to, uh, as you get older to switch up stimulation. So when I find myself in that situation while while having intercourse, uh, I'll just pods pull out, and it's, and I'm much the head of my penis is much more sensitive uh, out than in, uh, and, that's, and and A, my wife needs to get me off with uh, with her hand or her mouth. If like anyway, if you like you know you might like having having someone coming to you you know. And he likes watching the ejaculation itself, especially so I'm using the ring. The ejaculation would be and, and we're having sex for 20, 30 minutes, and I don't know why you want to have sex for less. Uh the uh the amount of ejaculate is, is you know is significant, almost sometimes what was when I was much you know, much younger.
0: Wow, yeah, that's interesting. So when David does get overheated, that's exactly what he does. He pulls out, he relaxes a little bit. I usually take uh, one of my vibrators. I play a little bit. He can continue to stimulate his own penis in his own way. Uh, and while I'm playing and he's playing with me a little bit. Uh, and then once he's not, not calmed down, but once the, uh, the heat wave has gone, then we try again. And sometimes you're right. Sometimes it doesn't happen when he's inside me, but then he'll, he'll jack off or I'll help him jack off. And then it happens, but it, it definitely yeah. prolongs it. But he's not happy about that kind of prolonging it's not like it's not like a good prolonging it's like it's like oh it didn't quite work right and now i gotta sit back i gotta cool off so. and, and
1: i know in my head that carol doesn't like extremely long sex so the longer it goes <laughs> an hour the later, more later psychologically is too much, you know? i'm saying okay now she's not going to be enjoying this <laughs> and one thing we do have to do is change up positions we have our same old same old and we've tried you know, recently on the side of the bed and over here. And um, we definitely have to put more of an effort into changing things up.
0: But the heating
1: thing, maybe you yeah. just have to make sure you don't overheat. Yeah, but it's also changing positions and doing things differently.
2: Mm-hmm. But, but but friction can be numbing. Uh, so, yeah, one of the issues, for example, with men with vibrators and with E-Stim, actually, but I'm going to issue with vibrators as well, too, is that it can be numbing. Friction, friction can be um, obviously stimulating. But but the nerves can also get numb, and they get numb easier, you know, when you get older. Uh, and there are, you know, again, I think that I think it's important to. And to your point. I don't hate using military terminology. There are tactics to deal, you know, to deal with it too. So I, you know, Annie and I, i would experienced the same thing that, that that you described. But then again, I find that if she just. Uh, I pull out. And she turns around and sits in my face and sure. <laughs> applies her yeah. hand to my penis. Suddenly, the, suddenly that problem that problem has gone away. Now, right. it's something where I, I'm thinking psychologically, and I get what you're saying. I know that my wife doesn't want me to keep pumping away most 20 right. minutes. It's numbing right. her. She's like she's already had right. an orgasm. Uh, and so that, that now I'm back. And now it's focused on my pleasure, not on hers. And I can, you know, it's just easier to you know mm-hmm. to to come that way
0: yeah Mm, exactly cool that's cool so listen we are coming to the end of the show it went by so quickly and thank you for all that information so just as a final recap what would you say would be like the top two reasons why men should monitor their erectile fitness especially if they notice a change
2: well what goes up doesn't necessarily have to come down uh and if you put a ring on it you can get data that's valuable that that is really valuable especially even life-saving your overall health and for your sexual health. And if you put a ring on it, you can also have a better orgasm. So i recommend that men invest in their sexual health and in their orgasms.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And you know, Um, we spoke a little bit earlier about, you know, the macho man and not wanting to do this and not wanting to go to a doctor. Uh, we spoke earlier this year or last year when I started taking Cialis and Viagra, you know, we had no problems having sex and I had erections and everything was good until you listen to someone and they say, try this and you try it. And it's like, wow, wow you know, this is better, and this is going to enhance my sex life, and it's going to enhance my relationship. So don't sit up there on that pedestal saying, hey, I'm a guy, I don't need this. As we age, things change, and as things change, we need to adapt. And for the women out there, if you see something changing in your partner, talk about it. Sit down, talk about it. Don't just live with it and say, huh, that's just what getting old is all about.
2: Yeah. I, I when I, I often hear from straight guys that they That they don't need it. My point to them is, no, you're not talking about need. You want this. Mm -hmm. You should want this for your, for your, yourself and your partner and and your health. And women can really help men if women would introduce rings into a relationship. Then I think I think the things would be a lot (laughs) better for both 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 partners.
1: We are going to try that, and we are going to um, get back to you and recap how our adventures went. Um, But it is the end of the show. And Dr. Elliot, Justin, thank you so much for sharing all that great information. Why don't you take a minute and tell everyone how they can reach out to you and find this awesome device?
2: Yeah, you can find us online at myfirmtech, M-Y-F-I-R-M-E-C-H dot com. You can also contact me directly at Elliot, L-L-I-O-T at myfirmtech.com. And we hope you enjoy the product.
0: Yeah, of course. And And it's
2: better to come. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like that. And of course, if you missed any of this information, just go to our website, thesexylifestyle.com, where every one of our guests has their own guest page with all their information. And you can even contact them there if you have any questions about their things.
1: Exactly. And like we did this week, we're learning more and more every week with all our great guests. We hope you do too. And you know, if you have any questions at all, you can always send us an email at ask at carolyndavid.com All righty. Wow. The end of another great show with another amazing guest. Dr. Elliot Justin, thank you so much for being here today.
2: And thank you for the opportunity.
1: And as we do every week, we want to thank all our listeners for being here week in
0: and week out. And join us again next time for another hour of The Sexy Lifestyle, talking about sex, sexuality, sexual health and pleasure, and all the fun ways to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny.
1: Well, that's it for our show today. Carol and I and Elliot send you lots of love and great sex. Please stay safe. And of course...